Good morning, church family. How are we doing? Everybody doing good? Well, if you're new with us, my name is Steve Wilkinson. I get to be the connection and the, the student minister here at Harpeth Heights. And we're so glad that you're joining with us. We're so glad that you're gathering with us to worship God. And if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, we're going to be in Ezekiel chapter 2. Ezekiel chapter 2. So feel free to turn there. Use the table of contents if you need to. Ezekiel chapter 2. And the verses are also going to be up on the screen behind me if you want to use that as well. So we're in a a sermon series, a, a, a vision sermon series, and we do this every October. We do a sermon series on who we are as a church, what we're doing, what we're pursuing after all eight campuses do this to kind of set us up for the, the next year. And last week, Mike Glenn um, preached on, on what breaks our hearts. When we see the sin and the suffering in the world and the pain, what breaks our hearts. And he challenged us to not run away from our hearts being broken, but to use that to go and proclaim the hope of Jesus throughout the world. And today, what we're going to talk about is this. We're going to look at being overwhelmed with what breaks our hearts. Being overwhelmed with what God is calling us as followers of Jesus, which is to take the gospel to our communities and to the ends of the world, to proclaim the fame of Jesus. Before I, uh, before I entered into full-time ministry, I was an accountant. I was pursuing to get my CPA. And around the years 2018 and 2019, God was really growing the desires in me to want to pastor, to, to be in full-time vocational ministry. And he was giving me opportunities to preach and to teach, and he was really growing this desire in me. But those year, year and a half was a struggle for me. I, w- I was overwhelmed. I was wrestling with what to do. I, I felt God calling me into ministry, but I was also scared to go into ministry. I was scared to leave accounting the secure job that it provides, the the financial security that it provides. I was fearful. And I even, for three months, I prayed to God. I said, God, if you don't want me to go into ministry, like take this desire away from me. It was a tough year and a half, fearful. And then in the summer of 2019, I was working at an accounting firm and I quit my job to put my stake in the ground and say, I'm fully committing to full-time ministry, to pursuing that. And I wrote this in my journal. This is the day I quit. I wrote this in my journal. I looked it up yesterday. I said this, I'm so scared today, quitting my job for an uncertain future. Lord, please help me. Am I screwing up my future? Should I still get my CPA? Lord, I'm trusting in you. God calling me to ministry to to preach his word. It was an overwhelming calling for me. And God's calling on all of our lives is an overwhelming calling. And today we're going to look at the prophet Ezekiel and we're going to look at his overwhelming calling that God called him to. To go and preach his word to the rebellious Israelites who would not listen. 
And it left him stunned for seven days. And this overwhelming calling, it's not just for full-time vocational ministers. It's not just for prophets. It's for all of us, all followers of Jesus. We're all called, Matthew 28, to go and make disciples of all nations. We're all called to go and proclaim Jesus to all people. And that calling, it's, it's going to look the same in many ways for all of us. To share the gospel, to live our lives for Jesus, to make him known, to, to love others. But it's also, it's going to look very different for many of us. For, for me, it's to preach God's word and to equip the saints in the local church for ministry. For you, maybe it's to, in your season, to be a parent and to disciple your children up to know Jesus. Or maybe it's you have a friend who is struggling and they need you to continuously minister the gospel to them. Or maybe it's to move jobs where God is calling you. Or maybe it's to move to the mission field, to the unreached people groups. Or, or maybe it's just to share the gospel continuously in your workplace or to that one specific person. All of what God is calling us to can be overwhelming. It's an overwhelming calling. And what I want us to see today is that that's actually a good thing. It's actually a good thing because when we take God's call serious, we're going to see that, man, it's overwhelming. And what that's going to do is it's going to lead us to total and complete dependency on God. It's going to lead us to Jesus like, God, I can't, but you can. God, you're calling me to start a small group. I can't. I'm trusting in you. So the call today, the call today is not to run from being overwhelmed with ministry, to pass it off, to ignore it. No, thank you. The call is to feel the weight of what breaks our hearts, to feel the weight of what God is calling us to, and to let that lead us to complete and total dependency on God and to move, to take a step of faith. Just like when I quit my job, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm trusting in you. And today we're going to see Ezekiel do just that. So Ezekiel, he was, he was an Israelite priest turned prophet. He was about 30 years old when, when God called him to ministry. And um, as a prophet, he is someone who proclaims God's word. And so Ezekiel, he was a part of the first group of exiles to Babylon around 597 B.C. He was with Daniel. And um, it was in Babylon that God called Ezekiel to be a prophet among God's people there in Babylon. And around the same time, Jeremiah is also prophesying to God's people in, back in Jerusalem. And so before we jump into Ezekiel chapter 2... What's happening in Ezekiel 1 is God comes to Ezekiel in a vision. And in chapter 1, Ezekiel, he's going to see God's glory. And then in chapters 2 and 3, we're going to see that God speaks to Ezekiel. And he's going to commission him out to proclaim his word. And so let's go ahead. Let's read in Ezekiel chapter 2 from verse 1. God's word says this, he, God, God said to me, this is Ezekiel, son of man, stand up on your feet and I will speak with you. 
As he spoke to me, the spirit entered me and set me on my feet, and I listened to the one who was speaking to me. He said to me, Son of man, I'm sending you to the Israelites, to the rebellious pagans who have rebelled against me. The Israelites and their ancestors have transgressed against me to this day. The descendants are obstinate and hard-hearted. I'm sending you to them, and you must say to them, This is what the Lord God says. Whether they listen or refuse to listen, for they are a rebellious house. They will know that a prophet has been among them. But you, son of man, do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of their words, even though briars and thorns are beside you and you live among scorpions. Don't be afraid of their words or discouraged by the look on their faces, for they are rebellious house. Speak my words to them, whether they listen or refuse to listen, for they are rebellious. And you, son of man, listen to what I tell you. Do not be rebellious like the rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I am giving you. So I looked and saw a hand reaching out to me, and he unrolled it before me. It was written on the front and back, words of lamentation, mourning, and woe were written on it. He said to me, Son of man, eat what you find here. Eat this scroll, then go and speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he fed me the scroll. Son of man, he said to me, feed your stomach, fill your belly with this scroll I'm giving you. So I ate it, and it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. Then he said to me, son of man, go to the house of Israel. Speak my words to them. For you are not being sent to a people of unintelligible speech or difficult language, but to the house of Israel, not to the many peoples of unintelligible speech or difficult language whose words you cannot understand. No doubt if I send you to them, they would listen to you. But the house of Israel will not listen to you because they do not want to listen to me. For the whole house of Israel is hard headed and hard hearted. Look, I've made your face as hard as their faces and your forehead as hard as their foreheads. I've made your forehead like a diamond, harder than flint. Don't be afraid of them or discouraged by the look on their faces, though they are a rebellious house. Next, he said to me, son of man, listen carefully to all my words that I speak to you and take them to heart. Go to your people, the exiles, speak to them, tell them this is what the Lord God says, whether they listen or refuse to listen. The spirit then lifted me up and I heard a loud rumbling sound behind me. Bless the glory of the Lord in this place. With the sound of the living creatures, wings brushing against each other and the sound of the wheels beside me, beside them, a rumbling, a rumbling sound. The spirit lifted me up and took me away. So the vision's ending. I left in bitterness and an angry spirit and the Lord's hand was on me powerfully. I came to the exiles at Talibib who were living by the Chabar Canal, and I sat there among them, stunned for seven days. So the first point I want to make today is this. God is calling us. God is calling us. Notice how God calls Ezekiel, and notice how hard this calling is going to be. In verse 3, we see God says to Ezekiel, I'm sending you to the Israelites, to the rebellious pagans who have rebelled against me. And we see in verse 4, I'm sending you to them. In verse 7, speak my words to them, whether they listen or refuse to listen. Chapter 3, verse 1, eat this scroll, then go and speak to the house of Israel. Verse 4, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak my words to them. 
Verse 11, go to your people, the exiles, and speak to them. Tell them, this is what the Lord God says, whether they listen or refuse to listen. The calling is clear to Ezekiel to take God's word to the Israelites. It's clear. And the calling for us as followers of Jesus is clear. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. We're called to go and proclaim the gospel to all the nations, making disciples among all people groups. We're called to take the gospel to our communities, to where we work, to where we play, and all the way to the ends of the nations. And that is a hard and overwhelming calling. Just look at the hearts of the people Ezekiel will go and proclaim God's word to. It was no easy bunch. The Israelites have rebelled against God. Verse 3 and 4 says, I'm sending you to the Israelites, to the rebellious pagans who have rebelled against me. The Israelites and their ancestors have transgressed. They've sinned against me to this day. The Israelites were supposed to be God's people who worship and enjoy God, yet the Israelites continuously rebelled against God and his commands. They were chosen by God. They were saved from slavery out of Egypt by God. And and they were given land. They were given a kingdom all for the purpose of making God's name great. To show the nations how glorious God is. Show the nations the grace of God. But they failed at this. They were to live different from all the other nations around them. To show them who God is and how great he is. But God calls them rebellious pagans. They're not acting as God's people. They're acting like the very nations they were called to be different from. But not only are God's people rebellious against God, but they're hard-hearted. They're hard-headed. They don't want to listen to God. They don't want to change. Verse 4, the descendants are obstinate and hard-hearted. The word obstinate means stubborn. Many times God has warned the Israelites over and over again to obey him or else he will pour out his wrath on them. And now God's wrath is coming for them. This is why he's sending Ezekiel to warn them. That's why he says in verse 5, they will know that a prophet has been among them. This is the grace of God to Go and warn them. In chapter 3, verse 7, the house of Israel would not want to listen to you because they do not want to listen to me. For the whole house of Israel is hard-hearted and hard-headed. God's telling Ezekiel, like, hey, man, you're going to go and you're going to proclaim my words to your people. And, oh, by the way, they're not going to listen to you because they don't want to listen to me. This was a hostile people. He said it in verse 6. Briars and thorns are beside you. You live among scorpions. Ezekiel's about to preach to people who will not get it. He's about to preach to a hostile audience. Talk about a hard mission. I feel this being a student pastor. (laughs) 
about a hard mission. And just as the Israelites rebelled against God and deserve his wrath, all people have rebelled against God. All people, all people deserve God's wrath. We have the same mission as Ezekiel to proclaim the gospel to rebellious people who hate God. Romans chapter 1. They turned from God. They did not worship the creator, but worship the creation instead. Romans 8. Those who are in the flesh hate God. We have a hard mission too. But, but there is hope for rebellious people who hate God. There is hope for people. We as followers of Jesus can testify to that. We too were rebellious people who hate God. And God in his great grace saved us through faith in Jesus. Because God, he delights in saving sinful and rebellious people to himself all for his glory. This is the whole point of the gospel. This is the whole point of the gospel. There is hope for rebellious people. In Jesus, God has come as his son, Jesus, to save sinful and rebellious people to himself because he desires to. He delights in it. And Jesus, he did this work through the cross by dying on the cross for our sins. And then he rose from the dead, defeating sin, defeating death. He's alive today and he makes a new covenant. He tells all people. Anyone who turns from themselves and puts their trust in me and what I did on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. If you believe in me, you will be forgiven of your sins for good and you will be restored back to God forever and ever to enjoy him and to worship him. This is the hope that we get to take to rebellious people. We get to take Jesus to people who need Jesus. There's people all around us who need Jesus. And God, he's calling you to take the gospel to them. He's placed you where you are at for that whole purpose. And maybe he's calling you to go somewhere else to proclaim Jesus. Ezekiel, he is overwhelmed with seeing all that he saw. He saw God's glory. God spoke to him. And then he hears the stubbornness of his people, how they don't want God. They're rebellious toward God. They don't want to change. And then he hears the calling by God to, for him to take God's word to these people who don't want it. Like Ezekiel's overwhelmed. And verse 15 says he's stunned for seven days. The ESV version says Ezekiel was overwhelmed. (laughs) It's an overwhelming calling. It's an overwhelming calling to take Jesus to the nations, to take Jesus to your workplace, to your communities, to be all about proclaiming him. It's overwhelming to spend your life for that purpose. It's going to be a hard calling. It's going to cost us something. And this is what leads us to our second point. You ready for this? God will help us. 
God will help us. Look at all God will do for Ezekiel to equip him. We don't have time to look at all God will do. But look, verse, um, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. God said to me, Son of man, stand up on your feet and I will speak with you. Stand up, Ezekiel, and I will speak with you. As he spoke to me, the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet. Ezekiel couldn't even stand up in the presence of God on his own. He couldn't even receive God's instructions on his own. How will he ever carry it out on his own? He can't. So here, the Holy Spirit enters into Ezekiel, and he raised him up on his feet. And Ezekiel couldn't even stand in the presence of God, let alone take out the instructions that God is giving him. And the Holy Spirit would continue to empower Ezekiel for mission. Ezekiel will go on to proclaim the Lord your God says over 50 times over the span of 20 years. The Holy Spirit is God is faithful to carry out Ezekiel. And in verse in chapter three, verse 14 says the Lord's hand was on me powerfully. God's hand was on me powerfully. Ezekiel, he can only carry out God's mission through God's hand being on him. Through the Holy Spirit working through Ezekiel. And in the New Testament, on this side of the cross of Jesus, every follower of Jesus is given the Holy Spirit for this purpose. To empower you to carry out God's mission for his glory. Romans 8 makes it clear that if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, you're not a follower of Jesus. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus says this to his disciples and to all followers of Jesus. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You guys ever seen the movie uh, Like Mike? Like Mike's older movie. But in this movie, there's this 13 year old kid named Calvin. He's like four foot 11. And he finds these basketball shoes. And inside these basketball shoes has the initials inscribed MJ. It's kind of faded out. And when Calvin puts these shoes on, he receives great skill to be an NBA superstar. And so here you have 13-year-old, 4'11", Calvin, and now he's playing like Michael Jordan, hence like Mike. And he becomes an NBA superstar. But when he takes these shoes off, he just plays like a regular 13-year-old kid playing basketball. And as silly as it sounds, we're like Calvin here. Apart from the shoes, he can't play in the NBA. He can't play with the great skills that the shoes give him. And apart from God working in us and through us, we can't accomplish his mission for his glory. So as a follower of Jesus, trust, trust that the Holy Spirit dwells in you and trust in him to empower you. For God's mission. God, you're calling me to start a small group? I, there's no way I can do that, God. I don't know how to lead a Bible study. 
But you're calling me to this? All right, I'm going to take a step of faith, trusting Holy Spirit that you're going to empower me for this. God, you're calling me to share the gospel with my friend? I, I can't do that. It's hard. But God, I'm going to take a step of faith, trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to empower me when I do. Trust the Holy Spirit and dwells in you. Romans 8 says the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. We also see that God, he will give his words to Ezekiel to proclaim. Ezekiel is not to go proclaim his own words. There's no power in his own words. He is to go and proclaim God's word. God says this to Ezekiel multiple times through this passage. Go to the Israelites and say to them, this is what the Lord God says. God provides the words. And this is a picture that we see in chapter 2, verses 8 through chapter 3, verse 3 of Ezekiel. Ezekiel eating the scroll with the message of limitations, mourning, and woe. What is going on here? It's kind of weird, right? In verse, but it's beautiful. In verse 3-1, God says this, Son of man, eat what you find here. Eat this scroll, then go and speak to the house of Israel. So the picture here is this. Ezekiel is to eat the words of God, to take them to heart. In verse 3, Ezekiel ate the scroll and it was as sweet as honey. Sweet as honey in his mouth. And the picture here is completely opposite of the rebellious Israelites. They hate God's word. But here, Ezekiel enjoys God's word and his commands. And he loves God's word. And so if Ezekiel is going to be passionate about taking God's word to the Israelites, then he has to love God's word. His foundation. So the question for us is, do you love God's word? Do you delight in God's word? Is it sweet as honey to you? Like If we're going to be a people who proclaim the gospel, who proclaim God's word, we have to be a people who love God's word. Do we delight in it? This is my hope for all of us here at Harpeth Heights, that we love God's word. You know why? Because God's word tells us about who God is. God's word tells us about the glorious and holy God. It tells us about what God has done, that he loves sinful and rebellious people. And he's on a mission to redeem a people from every nation, tribe, and tongue back to himself. And so even though maybe we we'd hate reading, we love, we delight in reading the Bible because it tells us about our God. It tells us about how great he is, how glorious he is. And we can't get enough of God's word. Like, we delight in it because it is life itself. Because we know who God is. If we're going to be a people who proclaim God's word, we have to be a people who love God's word. He didn't have to give us his word. He didn't have to reveal himself to us. But he is gracious to give us his word. To reveal himself to us. 
And now he wants to use us to take his word to all people so that they too can enjoy God's word. They too can know God. Then we see God encourages Ezekiel by telling him to not be afraid four times in this passage. Verse 6, but you, son of man, do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of their words. Even though briars and thorns are beside you, you live among scorpions. Don't be afraid. Many of, of you, and myself included, man, we need to hear that today. Like it's a hard calling. It's going to be hard. It's going to cost us something. It's going to be scary at times. Going back to my story at the beginning of the sermon, when I quit jobs and pursued full-time ministry, I was scared. The Lord is saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Trust in God. Use your fear to lead you to the Lord. Even the results of Ezekiel's preaching and ministry are in God's hands. Multiple times, God tells Ezekiel, whether they listen or refuse to listen, proclaim my word. God is calling Ezekiel to be faithful. Be faithful, Ezekiel. Whether they listen or refuse to listen, proclaim my word. Don't worry about whether or not they listen. Leave that up to me. Don't worry about the conversions. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the fruit. Just be faithful. And that's true for us as well. God is calling us to just be faithful. Proclaim my word. Proclaim the gospel. Tell people about Jesus. Just be faithful. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the fruit. Don't worry about the conversions. Leave that up to me. That's one of the things when when I get to the end of my life, when I look back on my life, I just want to see that I was faithful to God and to following him and to telling people about him. That's the call for us today. Be faithful. Do you see it? Do you see how God is with Ezekiel? God does not call Ezekiel to his mission to then leave him to figure it out. God is with Ezekiel every step of the way. I'm going to invite the the band to come back up here as we start to finish up. God equips Ezekiel for his mission. He gives Ezekiel his spirit. He gives Ezekiel his word. And this is where Ezekiel's power will come from. To carry out God's mission for his glory. And as a follower of Jesus, you too have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And you too have God's word to take to all people. You have the gospel. We get to proclaim something better than Ezekiel got to proclaim. We get to proclaim something fuller. Jesus has come. 
He has died on the cross for the sins of rebellious people so that they can find hope in him. And so take Jesus' call to proclaim him seriously. Let it overwhelm you. It's good that it overwhelms you. Let it lead you to complete and total dependency on God. Like, God, I can't disciple my kids. I can't do it on my own. I need you. God, I can't move my family to the mission field. Like, that's scary. Like, I need you to give us the strength to do that. So I just want to lead us in just a time of of prayer for you just to sit in the presence of God. So if you just bow your heads, close your eyes. This is a time between you and God. The, the altar is, is also open, so feel free to come up here. But if, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're putting in your trust in Christ, God, he's, he's calling you to take the gospel wherever it is you're at. Or maybe he's calling you to take the gospel where you're not yet at. Like, let's ask God to help us proclaim the gospel. So go to the Lord. Get specific with it. If, if there's a, a certain somebody God is calling you to, to share the gospel with. Maybe God's calling you to start a small group. Maybe God's calling you to go to the mission field. What, whatever it is, like get specific with it. Or maybe stay general with it. But humbly plead. Asking God, God, I can't do this. I need you. I need you to help me. So that's one group of people. And maybe you're, you're in this group of people. You don't desire to take God and proclaim him. Maybe you're a follower of Jesus and, and you go, man, that all sounds great, but I got other stuff to worry about. I got other stuff to do, man. I, I'll leave that up to other people. Like this, this call is not optional as a follower of Jesus. If you're following Christ, God, Jesus commissions us out to go and proclaim the gospel. And, and it's, it's not this I have to, it's this get, it, I get to proclaim the gospel. So maybe you need to spend this time to ask God to give you the desire to want to proclaim Jesus. To give you the desire to want to share Jesus. Let's cry out for God. Let's cry out to God for him to use us. So just take this time between you and him.